0: Stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical LibroCubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. My name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lacadaisical LibroCubicularist. Today within the LibroCube is Movie Monday. <sighs> I sigh for in a very important reason. In a, lack of days ago, podcast first, uh, I have decided to re-record a lost episode. When I first started out, I uh, recorded an episode and it basically did not record at all. Uh, This time, it did record, however, the audio quality was virtually non-existent. The first time I did it, I didn't re-record it. This time, I figured, hey, what the hell, I'm driving home. I got nothing else on the go until tomorrow, in which I'm going to record a internet day. So, uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it quick. I'm going to make it easy. It's just, um, I kind of want to do it. Yeah, okay? You feel me? You feel where I'm coming from? Yeah, feel me. Mmm, indeed. Uh, Something I don't want to forget to say, even though this is a little bit unorthodox episode, is that there will be spoilers, okay? There's still going to be spoilers. That has not changed, especially on a Movie Monday. You don't want things spoiled. Um, Take this warning with um, an extra dose of heed. (laughs) Yes, take serious heed. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes because that, my friends is what helps podcasts grow and flourish, is the whole iTunes getting involved and pushing and clicking and typing things. Thank you for those who have done that, especially my American brethren and sister-in. Uh I need three more people in Canada, where I am from, where I am living, where all of my friends allegedly live, who should go into iTunes and do these things for me, because I have asked them to do so, but they haven't done it for some reason, so not that I'm bitter. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Heh. Heh. Because your reviews don't kind of show up in the iTunes store until three people have, uh, have rated your podcast and reviewed it, so... I need uh, five people total to have done already. Thank you for two Canadian people who have done it. Um, one of them is me. <laughs> yeah, I did it uh, when I first started out, just to see what a rating would look like. And yeah, I don't know why I did it. Uh, I I I admit in my review of my own podcast that it is me doing it. Just so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, anyways, let's hop. Oh, sorry. Uh, last piece of podcast-related bidness is, of course, today's sponsor. See? Lost episode. I'm not going to get paid f- from these lovely sponsors if it's lost. i got to bring it back out, dust her off, try her again. If I want to see any of these uh, these ducats rolling in. Rupees. Today's sponsor is the new Gillette Kryptonite Disposable Razors. Once again, today's sponsor is the only Razorblade Superman trust, and that is the new Gillette Kryptonite Disposable Razors. Which, of course, brings us into movie the first, which is Little Film, by the name of Superman Unbound. Ooh, he's been bound this whole time, but now he's unbound. I actually don't so much understand uh, this title. What about this this particular movie makes him unbound? Hmm. Just on a note, Superman animated movies are pretty much always good. I don't. I have seen. I think every one that has ever been available. Uh, I may be exaggerating, but I've seen. If you can name one that I haven't seen, I would be impressed with you. So, you can do so, little audience participation, to the address provided in the closing credits, or tweet it at me. I'll uh, I'll let you know if I've seen it or not. The prize will be, you stumped me. Hmm, congratulations, if it happens. Uh, same thing with Batman, animated movies, always good. Highly, highly recommend, if you like superheroes, enjoy their animated movies. Don't let uh yourself sort of think they are childish because they are cartoons. That's uh, something a lot of people, uh, adults, kind of fall into that trap. And I can tell you, and I can verify, that there are things out there that are animated that if you showed your kids, they would probably be taken away from you. All right? All right. Uh, Just, how about on that note, uh, saying that these types of things are always good, throw out my rating, which will go 4 to 5. So, uh, let me delve a little bit into the story. So far, so good, as far as me not remembering what I said about (laughs) this movie the first time I talked about it, so uh, I guess that's good. Uh, Movie starts out with uh, Superman and Supergirl taking care of business. T-C-B, baby. Uh, Supergirl has sort of newly arrived to Earth. She's not quite fitting in from the point of view that she is stopping crime. But she's not exactly doing it in the nice Superman type way. She's uh, kicking ass and taking names. We kind of jump to where something is kind of uh, shooting in from space. That's something that exists within very, very heavily the Superman universe just uh, average day will be flowing by, and then something from space will fly by and start causing shit. Oh, it's, a, it's a sad, sad tale, but it happens often in Metropolis. Uh, in this case, it is a, a scout. Ooh, scouts are never good, because you know that they are scouting for bigger and better things. It is a scout for... Brainiac. Ah, yes. Brainiac is the uh bad guy du jour for for this particular outing. Uh he is probably one of my favorite Superman bad guys cuz he's he's very very powerful and I always like the whole idea of um perhaps not necessarily being as tough physically but being as tough or tougher in the brain department, uh, I like that from bad guys and good guys, probably why Batman is my favorite uh, hero, not superhero, I guess, but hero because he is the smartest so uh Bat or Superman deals quite handily with the scout uh, it's not the easiest battle, but he does he does as he always does uh, prevail. Uh, eventually, Brainiac himself shows up. He is sort of on a mission throughout the galaxy, uh, collecting capital cities of planets, shrinking them down, and then destroying the planets they uh, were on. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. that's his M.O. Basically, uh, he's he's kind of a cross between a computer and organic. His kind of mission is to understand everything in the universe. Now, because the universe is ever-changing, he has sort of come to the crazy conclusion that the only way he will ever sort of succeed in his goal of ultimate knowledge is to, say, for example, go to the planet Krypton, learn everything about Krypton, and then because it is constantly evolving and he doesn't want to stick around and constantly learn about Krypton, he will destroy it. Uh, And then also take the capital city of Krypton and shrink it down to, I guess, take with him. I don't really get that part of it, but that's what he does. Hey, he's crazy. He's a computer, crazy computer, whatever. Let him do what he wants to do, even if it doesn't make too much sense. Uh, Let's skip ahead. I want to do these quick uh, and just say that, uh, and this is a bit of a spoiler because it is how Superman prevails. Uh, And I really liked it, so I wrote it down. Basically, Superman wins through the use of mud. Mud. Uh, (laughs) M-U-D. How does that possibly make sense? Well, uh, Brainiac, because of his sort of drive to know everything, is sort of... Got a bit of agoraphobia and doesn't like to leave his spaceship. Stays inside. Because outside of his spaceship, everything is sort of in a constant state of flux. Everything is very, very chaotic. So, Superman sort of realizes this fact and punches him through the wall of his own spaceship so that he is sort of in life. And has to experience life. Uh, So it starts off with sort of, he hears birds tweeting, he hears cars, he's sort of smelling different smells, just sort of bombarded by all sorts of senses and sounds and sights and tastes, and uh, eventually he, because they are fighting in a swamp, uh, is covered in mud, and as you probably know, mud is just filled with millions upon millions of tiny organisms, and he can sort of feel them crawling all over him. And uh, basically loses his shit, blows a gasket, if you will, the end. Um, Superman wins. Okay, let's move on to next movie called Lake Placid. Watch uh, this... The Misses chose this one. Um, I didn't really want to watch it, but uh, in a sort of bet, uh, was forced to watch it. I have seen it a bunch of times. It's not a bad movie. Uh, I probably, before having been forced to watch it, would have given it a 4 out of 5. Now I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5. I really don't want to watch it again. <laughs> But uh, it is good. It's just I didn't feel like watching it, and was forced to watch it. So that brings my rating down. Uh, th- 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 things I want to say about it from my notes are that the first kill in this movie, if you are unfamiliar with this movie, it's about a killer crocodile. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, First kill is of a beaver tagger. And I, of course let loose the joke that, back in my day, I used to tag a lot of beaver. (laughs) Got a good laugh, so I wrote it down. A highlight of this movie for me is sort of the interaction between... Oliver Platt and Brendan Gleeson may not recognize those names, but if you Google them, get a look at their mugs, I'm sure you will recognize them. Uh, two very, very good actors, sort of antagonistic between the both of them, and it makes for some some very funny moments. Uh, to round off my talk of Lake Placid, I will just mention Betty White. Betty White... Has a... Uh, not a huge role, but a role nonetheless. Betty White is the Missus's favorite person. Period. Yep, yeah, more than me. Nope, likes Betty White more. So, uh, let's end by saying three things that Betty White said within this movie. The first is the word dick. The second is the compound word, cocksucker. And the third thing she said, of course, is... Fuck-meat. That is the word fuck and the word meat combined in an insult to the word fuck-meat. As in, you stupid fuck-meat, get back to your job. Ah, Okay, so, uh, last movie is... This is 40. This is 40 is kind of the reason that uh, I wanted to redo this. Because uh, right off the bat, I'm going to throw up my rating, which is 5 out of 5. Very, very much liked this movie. Uh, Highly recommend it. Mm, With an asterisk that perhaps you, like me, should go into this movie knowing not to expect uh, 100% comedy 100% of the time. Uh, I had heard that. I think every sort of person I heard talking about this, every review I saw, was people saying... Uh, good movie, but don't consider it a straight out one hundred percent comedy there's there's some dark turns uh it's more of a dark comedy uh, just call it just call it a dark comedy I think it's because what is this um it's not like a it's kind of a sequel to is it the forty year old version no it's a sequel to something else oh man, I should have wrote that down and i can't remember it's as if Uh, from a previous movie with Paul Rudd. (laughs) It's like where he is now that he's 40 years old. What the hell is the original movie? Oh man, I can't remember. Anyways, uh, unimportant, just know this is a good movie. Uh, Sort of to get the feel for the movie is a a scene at the beginning where Paul Rudd is talking with one of his uh, buddies about how he has, although not seriously mm, contemplated, but has contemplated the sort of death of his wife. (laughs) Uh, Good thing the missus doesn't listen to these podcasts, because if she knew I laughed at that, may not appreciate it so much. Uh, And she didn't want to watch this movie with me, so I watched it all by my lonesome. Uh, And another sort of thing is that Paul Rudd will repeatedly uh, hide in the bathroom pretending to take very long poops. Uh, where he's just kind of doing it to get away from wife and daughters uh, His father is played by Paul Red's father is played by Mr. Albert Brooks As you know, if you've listened to every single one of my podcasts <laughs> In which case, you deserve a medal uh, Albert Brooks is one of my favorites Just period, favorite actors Try to see everything he is So, the fact that I didn't even know he was in this movie Was a very pleasant surprise Leslie Mann plays Paul Rudd's wife, uh, her father, played by John Lithgow. They're sort of estranged in the movie. The movie's basically just sort of these two 40-year-old people, married, two kids, one sort of entering her teenage years, uh, and some of the things that can and probably do go down in your average family. Doesn't sound, me describing it thusly, too exciting or funny, but uh, I, I could tell you that it is, because you can picture very, very many of the things that happen in this movie actually, factually happening, and that, I think, is what adds the 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 comedy, the underlying comedy comedies. Uh, the two daughters are played by Judd Apatow's actual two daughters, I do believe, so uh, that's interesting, and I want to say they did friggin' awesome. Yeah, mind-blowingly good little actresses, and uh, I could see them definitely having work in the future, if not in their father's films, in uh, other films as well. Hmm. So the movie ends, kind of explodes with Paul Rudd's uh, I guess it's 40th birthday party. Um, He, during this party, learns that his wife is pregnant. (laughs) Pregnant and 40. They did not think uh, she could get pregnant, however she did. She kind of did one of those things where she hinted at him, oh, wh- what do you think if maybe we had another baby? It just kind of laid it out like that, not actually coming out and saying at it. saying it. Um, and he's like, oh, God, I think I killed myself. <laughs> uh, so I laughed at that as well. Hmm. Again, the missus may not appreciate me laughing at that. But she doesn't listen, so that is her punishment. Me laughing at things she would not appreciate me laughing at. Ha ha! No one tell her, please. So uh, it explodes in drama during this. Uh, Paul Rudd goes on a crazy bike ride, a bicycle ride. Gets in an accident. And um, while at the hospital him and his wife kind of make up. And at least what i like they did here at the very end is they gave that potentially they're going to be all right. Now, it's not 100% guaranteed that this is a happening ending. It's not 100% guaranteed that this is a sad ending. It just kind of leaves it up to us to decide how it is going to go. So for that, for me, is an awesome ending, and I loved it. So, I gave it a five out of five. Folks, I'm at home. I did it. Hey, there you go. Lost episode found. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Maybe that's a good title. Lost episode found. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Hmm. It is nice. To be nice. To the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lacadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist.